This is Around the Rink with Travis Dunn. To be part of the conversation, call 701-237-3767 or 1-888-458-6926 or text Travis to 35270. Here's the host of Around the Rink, Travis Dunn. Ah, good morning from the Nellis Law Firm studio. Situated at 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM, as well as 740thefan.com, wherever, however you are listening on this Saturday morning. We sincerely appreciate you joining us. Hope this is Destination Radio. If you're driving through town in one of those big trucks, big rigs, and you're tuned in, we appreciate you listening as well. If you're a hockey fan, this is where you want to be every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, with a producer, well, Josh Lewis is not here today. Brad Anderson, however, is. Uh, Brad, after calling, what, 27 football games yesterday, <laughs> and uh, his voice is a little on the impaired side, would that be fair to say? I'm okay right now. I I, I got through it. Yeah. I had some help for one game. Actually, I had all four, but I, I had the lead on three, so that oh. uh, had a little bit of a break. But <laughs> That's a yeah, lot I, of football. I knew that was going to be, I knew I was what I was up against, and, and uh, no, it, it was it was a fun day, it worked out fine, but yeah, we're uh, going to take it uh, take it low profile here for the how do you How do you prepare for a day like that? With that many football games, oh, I, that started basically on Monday, and it was you know I Monday and Tuesday was just basically trying to take care of the okay, do we make sure we got a line at the dome and make sure we've got all that okay that everybody has what they need, and then I I took about a day and a half to make sure, and I emailed coaches, and coaches are very um, they've been very good, they've been very helpful to get you what you need, and that, that's part of it, and then you just kind of fill in the cracks of the rest. Yeah, and you just kind of just kind of roll with it. Remember the actor Larry Hegman. Oh, yes, J.R. Ewing. Yeah, J.R. Ewing, but of course, I Dream of Jeannie back in the day. Mm-hmm. He would not talk on Sundays. Really? At all. He took an t- entire day off. He did not talk. He rested his voice. So perhaps tomorrow, because <laughs> it won't might even be today. today. I, <laughs> it may even be today. After well, the, about noon, I shut her down for a couple days. <laughs> the fan line, 237-3767, text club number 35270. You can follow me on Twitter. Now, we don't know what Twitter is going to be moving forward, but it's at TravisGDon1 if you want information on who will be joining us each and every week. Uh, well, this show, well, we've got uh, we've got Kirk Olam, the head coach of the men, men's Concordia hockey team. Uh, we have Mo Grenier. Grenier, I would call it Grenier because it's a good French-Canadian name. Uh, she may pronounce it differently, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it. She's the women's coach at the Concordia uh, hockey women's hockey program. She'll be joining us in the second segment. Uh, we'll have Josh Isertel, the women's coach at Fargo Davies. Uh, you know, uh, we'll talk about the the tough loss to end their season last year and what they've got in the tank for this year. And uh, at the very end, the last segment will be with my friend Scott Taylor, uh, my co-host on Thursday nights on Game On on the Mighty 790 KFJ on 104.7 FM. Uh, was uh, lots of lots to talk about the Minnesota Wild last night, one nothing. Boy, Mark Andre Fleury, boy, talk about coming back. Uh, First star of the game, 28 saves last night. What, 14 saves, I think, in the third period. Not too bad. And, Brad, a little update on that there Fargo Force hockey squad. They uh, lost in a shootout last night to Des Moines 4-3. to And uh, so they'll have, uh, they've got two in Omaha this weekend. Actually, both games will be here on the fan uh, tonight. 6.05 pregame will be about 5.50 and then 4.05 tomorrow. So they as uh, their first... Uh, first three and three this year. Three games, three days. And now their first look at Omaha as well. So they're right now... 
Second place, Western Conference, 7-3-0-2. was their second shootout loss of the year last night. They are uh, second behind Lincoln in the uh, Western Conference. I'm not sure what everybody's opinion is of shootouts. I know what mine is. I, guess, I, I don't I, like you, them. You were a thumbs down I'm a shootout. thumbs down the shootout. I say play three on three for like eight minutes and let them <laughs> let them figure it out. Let them, yes. You know, I, a game last night, the little update, the 3-2 loss, Denver beating the University of North Dakota last night. And, and I guess the statement I'll make is this, Brad. They're a very talented hockey team, the University of North Dakota, but right now they're not a very good team. You know, does that make complete sense? What I'm saying? No, I think that's exactly right. Um, yeah, I guess I, I didn't get a chance to see it last night, right. but I would you're say that busy. yeah, t- but talent wise, uh, yeah. I mean, and then you know, I guess I guess you're going to see that in November. Yep. Um, and we've seen it before with UND at this time of year. They, so, they will uh, figure it out. Uh, yeah. Denver, however, a very good team, and you know, we talk about Marcus Crona, the, the goaltender. A fourth-year senior, uh, you know, one of those guys that won a national championship last year. He's been through the wars. The team plays so much. A team plays differently in front of a goalie like that sometimes, and Denver played very well. Their transition game was spot-on last night, caught UND flat-footed many times. Uh, Shots on goal weren't massive on each team, but Denver just handled the puck, and their team speed was very impressive. So a very well-coached game, a team that did not get the Grand Forks until 4 o'clock after seven hours in Denver Airport and then getting to Minneapolis and then a pregame meal at Doolittle's in Fargo. Yesterday afternoon, about 2 o'clock, I believe they ate. Oh, really? And they stopped at 8, and then they got up to Grand Forks at 4 o'clock, strapped it on. and Strapped went, it on and won a game. You know, back in, back in the day when I played, the coach, I remember in the Manitoba Junior League, we went from Winnipeg to Kenora to play. And then half a mile from the rink, they'd kick us out of the bus and make us walk the rest of the way. In January, we were dressed for it nicely, but that would wake you up. I'm not sure what they did to wake up, but Denver did a great job of waking up last night. The big question will be, um, Tyler Clevin did not play the second and third period. Lower body injury, whatever that may be, uh, that could make a big impact on this team. I think defensively, UND played well. Sidorsky stepped in and played very, very well last night. But again, when you take someone like a Tyler Clevin out of the lineup, that uh, that is indeed a big hole to fill. But this segment brought to you by Jarrell's Hockey, in Bell, in business for 50 years, and the 2021 U.S. Bauer Retailer of the Year right here in our backyard. Yep, just up in Grand Forks, you have the access to experts who will outfit you in what you need to succeed on the ice because hockey is what they do. Bauer Game Fit Dealer allows them to scan your head, feet, and shooting style to ensure the best performance. Wherever you are hearing this message, Durrell's has a good stock of CCM Warrior Sticks, bags, and equipment. True skates and sticks, made in Winnipeg, and introducing True for this season, goalie equipment and sticks as well. Winwell off-ice training items and a great selection of Von Goalie gear. If you are a referee or figure skater, a complete line of equipment is also in stock. Durrell's Hockey World has it all and a service department that will ensure the gear is tuned up and ready to go. A 50-year reputation of dependability, Jarrell's gets it done. Jarrell's Hockey World, 1004 South Washington Street, Grand Forks, 701-775-0553, at Jarrell's Hockey, if you want to follow them on Twitter, or whatever Twitter will be moving forward, Brad. We don't know what that will be, but right now, Twitter is what it is, and... um, (laughs) <laughs> in this ever-changing world. But right now, we open the door and let uh, Kirk Olam, the head coach of Concordia Men, getting ready for a game tonight. A big tilt at 7 p.m. at the Sports Center. And uh, good morning, Kirk. Welcome back to Around the Rink. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, here it is. Uh, you know, a, a tough loss on Thursday night. And tonight, you're getting ready for the next one. But uh, a preseason, this isn't preseason, but uh, early in the season, how is the squad looking? Yeah, tough one on Thursday. Uh, St. John's is a very good team, very opportunistic. They uh, they know how to play on that that big ice, the Olympic size sheet there in St. Cloud. So, a couple mistakes uh, here and there, and, and they capitalized. You know, shorthanded breakaway they had, and a two on one, and 
a bouncing puck out in front of the net, a few other crazy bounces, one uh, off our D-man's leg in, in front. So I thought we played a lot better overall than what the score would indicate, being 7-3. to three. Um, So, yeah, we're, we're hopeful that tonight is a different result. The team as a whole, it's a great group of guys. We're, we're pretty young overall. It's a ton of sophomores in the lineup, freshmen, a um, couple juniors, a couple seniors. But, you know, love the love the team so far. The guys are a great group and, and seem to be buying in and, and learning as we go. We just need to make a, a few less mistakes and capitalize on our opportunities, and, and I think we'll be all right. Yeah, what it comes down to is a game of mistakes, isn't it? And on a big ice sheet, those are amplified, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we are up one nothing on a power play and mishandle a puck at the point, and, and they go down and, sure enough, make no mistake. And it was just one of those games where the – the puck wasn't necessarily bouncing our way, and every time they got a chance, they buried it in the top corner. Our, our goalie, you know, feel for him because he really had no chance on uh, on any of them. I would say, even talking to him, he's like, I maybe could have stopped a couple um, out of the seven, and, and uh, that's a kid who's pretty pretty hard on himself and a perfectionist. And watching the film, you know, I didn't blame him for for any. So that just means we have to be a lot better in front of them. And and a team like St. John's, they have a ton of skilled players, and so. When you're giving them an opportunity, it's uh, it's going to cost you, and sure enough, it did. So need to eliminate those kind of things tonight and uh, be a lot better in front of our goaltender. You know, you talk about the Olympic sheet. Just to explain to those people out there listening what an Olympic sheet is, it's 200 feet by 100 feet. A regulation rink is 200 by 180. Um, so that does make a bit of a difference, that extra, extra what, 20 feet. <laughs> That's a huge difference on the ice, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it sure makes all the difference in the world. You know, power play, especially St. John's, they were three for four on their power play. They they have it pretty dialed in. And uh, when you get that big ice, it's, you know, like the Gophers play on for people listening or, or St. Cloud State. So if you watch those games versus, you know, playing up at, at UND, uh, you, can, you can see the difference when UND plays at home versus the Gophers or, or on the road at Mariucci. It's a different game so yeah it, it makes a big difference we actually had an olympic sheet up in war road at uh, the garden so i was used to playing on it i really liked playing on it even though i wasn't too fleet of foot but you, just, uh, you have a lot more time and space to, to make plays and and can use your hockey iq a little bit more when you have all that room so i was used to it growing up but i know a lot of people when they come up to war road to play that was always a, a complaint and a little bit of a home ice advantage for us up there with, with the Olympic-sized sheet, so it definitely makes a big difference. And that's the voice of Kirk Holm, the head hockey coach at Concordia men's hockey team, uh, joining us on Around the Rink on 740 The Fan. You know, you talk about the, the Williams Arena was the rink I played in, Kirk, and that wasn't Olympic, but it had really deep corners, which as a defenseman you love because they couldn't forecheck you as much and they couldn't hit you as hard. Um, but <laughs> that's also the difference in the, in the big sheet. You don't see the open ice hits as much because there's just so much space to cover. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. It was it was really something we played at Marion, who had an Olympic size sheet, and then after that we played at Northland in Ashland, Wisconsin, which is probably the smallest ice sheet I've ever ever seen. And the corners are anything but deep. And uh, and yeah, trying to make a play as a defenseman, if you're you know even going D to D or trying to play you know have a reverse, whatever it may be, there's just no time and space. So as a defense on the on the breakout, uh, you like having those those deeper corners can yeah. give you some more time so you don't don't uh, have to worry about something chase and, and getting rocked but yeah whatever ice sheet we're on you know we still need to play physical so i thought we could have played more physical up at mm-hmm. st john's hopefully with our uh the smaller normal ice sheet here in moorhead tonight we'll be able to be extra physical and, and slow some of those skilled uh skilled guys down that the johnny's have all right well game time is 7 p.m at the sports center correct 
That is correct. And it's a rare Saturday 7 p.m. game for us. Usually, absolutely. uh, he's too. Yeah, there we go. Well, fill the rink. Uh, you, you've all, you all have something to do now. You can't, there's no golf courses are closed. So none of that stuff's happening anymore. So when it gets dark at like three o'clock in the afternoon, go watch a nice hockey game in a bright environment and uh, it'll warm your heart quite a bit as well. Coach Kirk, we do appreciate it. Uh, and next up on the, on board is Mo Grenier, uh, the women's coach of the hockey team. Thanks very much for, for joining us, Kirk. We appreciate it. Good luck tonight. Yeah. Thanks for having me. One extra thing. Yeah. Kids wearing a jersey get in free to our games all season long. And we're also doing an alumni event uh, from 2 to 4.30 at Berkland Alumni alumni Lounge on campus. Beautiful. And then a bunch of alums will be at the game. So ah, um, definitely come out and watch if you can. You bet. Any Anytime there's updates, let me know. I'll be happy to share them and we'll happy to have you on again as the season goes along, Kirk. Uh, thanks very much and good luck this evening. Awesome. Thank you. You bet. And now Coach Mo Grenier will be on here in a second or so. And uh, as we set the table, uh, again, this uh, segment brought to you by Jarrell's Hockey World in business for 50 years and the 2021 Bauer Retailer of the Year right here in the backyard of Grand Forks, North Dakota. You have the access to experts who outfit you in what you need to succeed on the ice because hockey is what they do. Bauer Game Fit Dealer allows them to scan your head, feet, and shooting style to ensure best performance. Wherever you are hearing this message, Jarrell's has good stock of CCM Warrior Sticks, bags, and equipment, true skates and sticks, and introducing new for the season. Goalie equipment and sticks as well. Win well, off-ice training items, and a great selection of Von Goalie gear. And if you're a referee or figure skater, a complete line of equipment is in stock. Jarrell's Hockey World, 1004 South Washington Street, Grand Forks, 701-775-0553, or at Jarrell's Hockey on Twitter. And so we're working to get Mo Grenier here on board, and I believe uh, Brad, boy, he's boy, he's tired He's playing hurt, but man, he's doing a great job back there. Hey, Mo, Coach Mo, how are you doing this morning? Not too bad, not too bad. You know, now help me with the pronunciation. I, I would say it Grenier because I'm a uh, I'm Canadian, so that's that French Canadian part, right? Griner, Griner, oh, like Grinder gr- without the D. A Griner, okay. Well, okay. Well, a, a, a lesson for us this morning. I, I do appreciate being straightened out in that regard, Mo Griner. But here we are. Uh, your team's off to a really solid start. How's a team that has had a goals against average of one per game lose a game? Tell me about that. Oh man, last night. Yeah, we had a bad twenty minutes in the middle. Uh, last night is is how we kind of got that done yesterday. Um, took a took a twenty minute nap in the second period, and uh, that kind of came back to bite us yesterday so um yeah off to a decent start we're young um we're, we're very very young we got nine nine new uh freshmen and and three transfers so a lot of new faces this year um and a lot of kids who haven't uh played in the Mayak before and and i think a good lesson last night that um you can't take off a single period in this league because it's good and everyone's good and uh when you do that you're gonna end up with a with an l you know, to tell you what, you know, the the depth of high school hockey, though getting better, isn't what it is in the MIAC or WCHA or wherever it is. And so that is something that obviously they have to react to, right? You're not, there's never a shift off, as you just stated, because every line has a, a lot of talent on it. A hundred percent. Yep. And that's, that's kind of what we tell our kids, you know, um, you'll, you'll face whether it's, you know, North Dakota high school hockey or, or Minnesota high school hockey or wherever they're coming from, like a lot of times you'll face one line that's got speed and power and and the skills that um pretty much every every line in our in our league has top to bottom um pretty much every team's got four lines that can go and four four lines that are going to come at you with speed so it's yeah it's certainly a different game and it's um there are no no nights off no shifts off for sure and you talk about the the college experience you know we quite often forget that these are 
young women, and of course on the college men's side, young men that are, are going to college, learning as they go, first time away from home for many of them, especially in the, in the, in the women's game, uh, they didn't play in the USHL or things where the opportunities where the guys move away. It is a big adjustment, isn't it? Oh, certainly. Yep. And that's, yeah, that's an advantage sometimes that the, that are, that our guys have, um, they've, they've, you know, had a couple of years away from home, whereas we're kind of working through that, um, as we go with the women, cause there is no juniors, there isn't a, they don't have an opportunity to go and live on their own and kind of, um, figure that out as they're, as they're just playing hockey. We're doing that while we're going to school and while we're learning and while we're trying to, um, figure out life, life as an adult and life away from mom and dad. So, um, it's awesome though. That's what we, that's what we signed up for. Like that's, that's the best part is just seeing how much they grow in those four years and, and getting an opportunity to, um, kind of help them through that a lot of the time. So it's, it's fun. And that's, uh, that's what we live for as far as coaches. That's the voice of Mo Griner, head hockey coach of the women's side of the Concordia hockey program and, uh, based in Moorhead, Minnesota. Uh, so, you know, you look at the youth of your team, but what, what, uh, I mean, you have obviously strength, but what is the strength of this team? You know what? I think we're we're fast. We're faster than we have been. Um, and I think that we we got some we got some speed up front. Um, we we have a really really strong goalie. His senior goaltender. She's actually out right now with the, with an illness. It's going to be a little bit of an extended illness. Um, so that's that's a bummer. We you know kind of going into this season where we were saying, hey, it's an awesome year to have a, a senior goaltender with all the youth that we have, but. Um, we have a junior goaltender who stepped in and, and has just she was phenomenal last night and and definitely gave us a chance to win. She played outstanding last weekend and had um, two shutouts and uh, you know I think that we really like our team. We're a little bit we're a little fresh faced on, on the back end as far as our D, but we're we're learning on the fly and we're working hard and, and picking things up pretty quick. So um, I would say our, our strength is definitely our speed as a whole this year. Um, and and we're young on the back end, but we're going to get there, and we're and we're getting there pretty quick. Well, with good with good guidance from uh, Coach Mo Griner, uh, <laughs> making sure I'm pronouncing that correctly, the head's women's coach. Uh, so where where are you today? You were on the road last night, correct? No, we were oh. home last night, um, okay. and we are at St. Ben's tonight. Yep. Okay, so hitting so the, hitting the bus here pretty quick, I would anticipate. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a seven o'clock one tonight, so oh. we got a few hours here. We uh, hop on the bus at about two fifteen and um, head down to head down to the Mac in St. Cloud. Well, they tell you what, the, the weather conditions are good for traveling. That's a good thing. It's it cleaned up very nicely after the winter storm. Hey, we appreciate you being on board, Coach Mo. We uh, wish you the best of luck tonight, and we will keep in touch over the course of the season to see how the season is going for the Concordia women's hockey team. Thanks for joining us this morning. Anytime, Travis. Thanks for having me. You bet. It. That's Coach Mo Griner, head coach of the women's Concordia hockey team. And this is the Nillis Law Firm, established law firm studio. By the way, Nillis Law Firm established in the early 1900s. The Nillis Law Firm provides legal services in more than 10 areas of practice, including business and corporate law, estate planning, wills and trusts, probate, commercial litigation, adoption services, as well as real estate. A division of Nils Law Firm is Northern Title, which provides complete closing and escrow services along with title insurance policies for all types of real estate transactions in North Dakota as well as Minnesota. Call Nils Law Firm at 701-237-5544 or look them up at the World Wide Web at nilislaw.com. Appreciate them sponsoring the studio each and every week, not only here, but on the other side on 790 KFGO. 
on our Thursday night show called Game On with Travis Dunn and Scott Taylor, uh, who will be joining me in the last segment. Well, we'll take a quick break. we come back. We're going to continue the women's hockey or girls hockey conversation with the head coach of Fargo Davies. Josh Isertel will be joining me after the break. You're listening to Around the Rink on 740 The Fan and 740TheFan.com. It is indeed around the rink on a beautiful Saturday morning, a calm Saturday morning, a little less wind than the last couple of days, and uh, uh, it was a wasn't a hairy trip at all. The Grand Forks yesterday left at two o'clock to make sure I got there, Brad, and it, the, the roads were great. I was told uh, Tom Dosh, who uh, did he did some color for us last night on the Dakota Bowl games with me, and uh, I asked I asked him too. I said, "How are the roads?" He said, "Fine." And then I was talking to some. Some colleagues from uh, from Jamestown. I said, "How were the roads?" He said, "Terrible." Uh-huh. <laughs> Jamestown yeah. to Valley City was horrible. <laughs> what, what did Bismarck got? What twelve, fourteen inches of well, snow? New Salem got like sixteen. So they won the nine man championship yesterday. So they got to get the get your first place trophy and drive back and plow your way back home. Plow, so. you know, thank goodness there wasn't as much ice either. But you know, mm-hmm. obviously, some of the folks down towards Allendale and those areas with ice, we hope they got your power all back on. And, exactly. You know, you go to a snowstorm and a hockey game breaks out because you can go on the street and play a little ice hockey. And I've seen that happen before. But that's where I grew up on the street playing ball hockey. And I think the, the, our next guest did as well. But this segment brought to you by North Star Financial. They, they are uh, the sponsors of our uh, EDC and our hockey Hockey focus each and every Saturday. We do appreciate that. And one of the uh, head dudes over there at that uh, the North Star Financials had a smile on his face since Arizona State beat uh, UND back in Vegas here a couple weeks ago. But anyway, he deserves to have that smile. It was a well-earned victory. Uh, but with that, we opened the gate and we let uh, the coach of Fargo Davies come on board, Josh Ishertel. Hey, good morning, Josh. How are you doing? Good morning. Doing well. How about you? You know, you know, like Brad, Brad Carroll called like – 26 football games yesterday. I just called the hockey game in Grand Forks and then drove back at home about 11.30, 11.45, had my six hours of sleep, got up and prepared did my prep for this morning, and then I get to jump in a car and drive back to Grand Forks and do the game again tonight. So hockey season is wonderful, though, isn't it, Josh? Absolutely. Can't yeah. wait to get started yeah. on uh, Monday. You know, so, you know, as a coach, as a, as a former player, you played the game, I played the game. Do you remember the losses more or the major victories more? Uh, I think it depends, right? If you get a big one at the end of the year, you're always going to remember that W, but uh, I think there's some some L's that stick in the craw a little bit and motivate you a little bit, so I think you can go either way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this this year's edition of the Davies girls hockey team, you always have graduation, you always have them go by the wayside. Is it is it to the point now where the growth of the game in Fargo-Moorhead has been to the point where you, when you lose players, it, it's you know, yeah, you're great to see them grow up and move on into their college life or potentially playing some college hockey somewhere. But it doesn't hurt the team as much because the depth is so much better. Is that a good statement? Uh, yeah, I think for the most part, the depth has come a long ways over the last five to seven years. I think it is cyclical a little bit. Um, you know, um, it, I think we're. I wouldn't call us thin. We're we're nowhere near the the low numbers that we had a few years ago, and by that I mean about five years ago, but I think there's plenty of reinforcements coming in the youth program from the 12U level down. Um, again, that's not a knock on right. anybody at the 14 or 15 level, but just from a sheer numbers volume to feed two programs that have sustainable numbers above the limits uh, so that you can get older squads and not have to rely so heavily on ninth or even potentially eighth graders. We're fortunate in Fargo we don't rely on eighth graders, but uh, we still do have a sizable chunk of ninth graders, and so uh, looking to push that um, forward where where we can see more teams made up of sophomore to 
senior level player. When the when the players do show up on your doorstep and, and try out for your hockey team, you're finding the coaching is is getting better and I guess deeper. Is that a right term? I guess for it as well. There's sure. better better coaching right through all the ranks, especially in the girls' side of it, because uh, you know that's that's an important part of this growth prospect process, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the more opportunities that they have to play, the the better the coaching at at each and every level, eight u ten u. 12s, 14s, etc. Um, you know, not not just appealing or coaching to the top end or the bottom end, but making sure that everybody has an opportunity to grow their game. Again, it's one of the strengths of the ADM model of uh, mixing up practices with different skill levels and also station-based practices where you can have a little bit uh, lower number, lower coach to, to player ratio in each of those those uh, stations to kind of take care of some of the the nuance to the game and I think that over time uh builds the repetitions and builds the the fundamentals the the appropriate way and by the time they get up to us you know just the the base fundamentals are a lot further along than maybe they have been in the past the, the voice you're hearing is Josh Isertel. He's the head hockey coach of the Fargo Davies girls hockey team. The season right around the corner for well, both boys and girls. And uh, it is November, mid-November now. The football seasons are well now over, right? The football season's over, Brad. That's it. No more, no more high um, school football. Well, Minnesota's got us. Oh, well, Minnesota yeah. got a few weeks. Yeah, think, a few more weeks. Uh, the code is all done. <laughs> the code is all done. So now we're going to be focusing on, on hockey in the state of North Dakota moving forward as well. Uh, so the, the the season you're on the ice now, correct? No, no. Uh, this year, this year the NDHSA moved the girls' state tournament to a uh, different weekend than the boys, so that backed our start date up one week. Okay, so, that, so how we do... start on Monday. So you're just chomping at the bit to get going. I'm anticipating at this point. Yeah, ab- <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah. The kids, the kids are sick of captains' practice at this point in time, and they're ready to ready to go. And the coaches are excited. So. Okay, okay, I ask uh, Coach Mo Grenier, Grenier, Grenier. Pardon me, uh, the women's coach at Concordia. Uh, this question about oh God, it just slipped my mind. I had a great question, Josh. Sometimes you know you get a little weary, and the questions just slide right out of the old brain. Um, uh, you know, the depth of your hockey team. Okay, pardon me, the strength of your hockey team. There you go. It came back to me. What is the strength of this year's edition of the Davies girls hockey team? Uh, I'd say that it would be probably our back end and the uh, goaltending. So just. Uh, back end goaltending and then overall team defense. I think we're going to have to find creative ways to score this year. Um, probably play in some uh, more low scoring affairs than maybe we've been used to over the last couple of years. But um, I think with the talent and depth that we have on our blue line, with uh, the goaltending depth that we we should have, that uh, it should should not just keep us in any games, but uh, hopefully. Uh, maybe win us a couple as well. You know, from a coaching perspective, obviously when you've got offense, you, you know you're going to pot a few. Do you change your coaching style at all when you're coaching a more defensive-oriented hockey team? No, I just I just think maybe it's, uh, you know, the, the lessons or the, the practice plans maybe change a little bit and maybe some of the tactics. But realistically, we want to play a possession-based game and we want to get out of our zone quickly. So, um you know, I think we we should still should be able to accomplish those first two tasks. It's just a matter of, you know, the offensive zone time that we generate. How often can we get pucks to the paint, and how often can we, you know, get inside the house and mm-hmm. uh, create a little bit down there? But, um, you know, 
it's we always preach team defense. We always preach playing a two hundred foot game, and so none of that stuff will change. Absolutely. And and your thoughts on the on moving the state tournament a week for a week past the boys tournament? I I think it's a really good thing. Do, do you do you agree? Uh, I think you know we'll see. Like I I think there's obviously certain benefits, and uh, you know it, it it highlights the girls game for a weekend on its own in the community that it's right. in. Um, you know, it's an opportunity for um, everybody to have their games broadcast Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So that's a win. Um, you know, this this year will be interesting because it's up in Minot, which they have the facility absolutely to host the tournament. Uh, they do a great job for our regular season games. There's, there, I have no doubt in my mind that they'll absolutely put on a great tournament. <laughs> yeah. The one thing is that uh, Class B girls basketball is also the same weekend. So there will be a little bit of competition for, for eyes up there. But, um, you know, again, hopefully we see a good turnout for our players, uh, that the teams that, that make the tournament, it should be, uh, you know, quality games, all four games on Thursday and, and, uh, quite competitive. So hopefully people turn out for it. Well, it's great to see them switching around a little bit, not just Grand Forks and Fargo, right? Minot has a chance to host a state tournament. I'm sure Bismarck will at some point as well. So that's, again, the growth of this great game in the state of North Dakota. continues to get get better every year, and it's because of coaches like Josh Isertel that, that guide these young ladies through the process and uh, hopefully on to other bigger and better things post-high school. Hey, Josh, we do appreciate you joining us this morning. I hope you have a great day and uh, get chomping at the bit because Monday is right around the corner, and it should be a fun day for you and your team. You know what? Thanks for having me. Go Sue. Good luck up there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that, indeed. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you being on board this morning. You know, that's, you hear that. You hear the go Sue a lot in that rink. It's, it's still something that hangs around up there, doesn't it, Brad? Oh, I absolutely. Um, <laughs> oh, anyway. my, my wife. My wife still calls him the Sue. I know. Yeah. You know, and and I'm I'm kind of torn. Yeah, you know what? And it's funny because I was in the Minneapolis airport. A couple of years ago, I was walking through the airport as I was traveling somewhere on business and uh, saw the UND track team. And I walked up and just introduced myself and said, hey, I'm an alum and just great to see you guys. And they all had their Fighting Hawks gear on. And I asked them about that very issue. And they say, you know what, this is this is all we've known. Because many of these kids come from far away. That's exactly. It. They don't. They don't know, they don't know that, that history. history. And um, you know, they and my son and daughter were both at UND when there was no name. Mm-hmm. So they kind of feel like they're in no man's land because they weren't a Sioux <laughs> and they weren't a Fighting Hawk quite yet, and maybe one year they were fighting. I, of course, they have a little bit of uh, UND Sioux gear. My daughter, uh, I gave her my uh, jersey that Doug Smale had made for our '80 reunion team. Mm-hmm. So she'll be in the. She lives in Denver now, but she'll be at the Denver Pioneer. Her and her boyfriend will be at the Denver Pioneer game and UND game. She'll be the one, by the way, if you're there, wearing the UND Fighting Sioux jersey <laughs> with the logo that says 1980 National Champions and a name done in the back with the number 20. So if you see her, please greet her. But she's got that jersey. Uh, that's in her closet for the rest of her life. I, I figured I'd give away my inheritance now. A, a, jer- a jersey. <laughs> well, with that, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. Well, well, first, I'm going to do a little business here. The Sioux Shop at the Rail. Speaking of the Sioux Shop. Where I will be tonight, hanging out upstairs from the Sioux Shop. Uh, always a good time to get new gear. Got to have a lot of new gear. And there's, there's some really nice stuff in the Sioux Shop at the REA or online at SiouxShop.com. Great selection of jerseys, quarter zips, hoodies, and more. Plus your headquarters for exclusive USA Hockey Hall of Fame gear. I got to take that line out of there. There's probably discounted USA Hockey gear. So get up there and take a look at the discounted stuff, perhaps. Also featuring UND football, basketball, volleyball, 
and soccer t-shirts and more. Now let's look at the dates here. This is obviously the the Denver weekend, so I got to go down there. Well, you can salute the service weekend if you're retired and active military. Ticket discount tonight with military ID at the RAA box office. Next weekend, leading up to North Dakota versus Miami Friday, Ed Belfour's one more shift. So be there. He's also going to do some signing. I'll throw this one out there. He's being Fargo doing a signing for Belfour Spirits uh, at the Bottle Barn and then, of course, in Grand Forks as well. So make sure to take in Ed. Free commercial for Ed Belfour. Great guy. Uh, Saturday, 1982 National Champion Team, 40-year anniversary. It pushed back because of COVID and all those things, so many players will be in town for that. Tickets on sale at REA Box Office and Ticketmaster starting at just $29. Well, when we come back... We have a lot of conversation with my good friend, Scott Taylor. We'll take it uh, to to the professional ranks and all sorts of other fun things that Scott has rattling around in that brain of his. So uh, get that cup of coffee, sit down, relax, and listen to some more of Around the Rink on 7-4-The-Fan and 7-4-The-Fan.com. Welcome back to the Nils Law Firm studio on a beautiful Saturday morning on 7-4-The-Fan and 7-4-The-Fan.com. This segment brought to you by the Golf Center in Grand Forks. You know what? It's uh, golf season's over, Brad. We, we, we know that. It's just a reality of it. The snow is covering everything up. The greens are all covered up and put away for the winter, and the snow is uh, ice is given a nice insulation so they don't, you know, they stay nice and healthy for next year. But the Golf Center in Grand Forks, well, they've been in business for 35 years and recently received the 2021 Golf Digest Prestigious Top Fitters Award in America. They will custom fit all your clubs, including PXG, Tyler's Ping, and TaylorMade. I was in there yesterday. And I did pick up, uh, well, don't tell my wife I bought another quarter zip. <laughs> she will yell at me. And she's hearing this right now going, what? Okay, it was a great deal. Uh, the guys talked me into it. I stopped in here before the game yesterday. Uh, you've been playing the game all summer. Your swing's in the best place it's going to be. So a fitting right now will get you ready for next spring. Uh, they have great deals on Ping G435 drivers, or 425 drivers. Uh, awesome prices right now, and it's one of the hottest drivers out there. So if you're looking for that driver that's going to get you a little bit more distance and get you out in that fairway a little further so you hit a little shorter club in and score more uh, more effectively, that's the place to go. Give Brian and the guys a call or stop by the Golf Center, 3001 South Columbia Road in Grand Forks, or call them at 701-775-0019. Now when we talk about, uh, talk about some strange things in this world, I'm looking at the standings this morning in the NCHC. Uh, in first place, Denver, no surprise there. Western Michigan's in second place. Western Michigan, Colorado College is in third. Omaha's in fourth. We have not seen this kind of topsy-turviness in quite a while, have we? In fifth place, North Dakota. Sixth place, Minnesota Duluth. Seventh place, St. Cloud. It's St. Cloud, holy cow. In, in seventh place, and they're ranked like in the top 10 in the country. Mm-hmm. The NCHC is a gauntlet, and this is NCHC standings, by the way, uh, but none of these teams are off to great starts except for Denver. And Western Michigan. So, uh, again, it's, it's, it's a long season, so everybody needs to take a breath. UND will figure things out. But right now, as we stated, Brad, not a great team. Good players, they're just figuring things out. And that's uh, you know that's been kind of a, a signature of this University of North Dakota hockey program for quite a while. First half of the season, everybody's jumping off of bridges. Last half of the year, everybody's happy, right? How do you keep people happy, right, Brad? You can only do it for so long. Can only do it for so long. Right. So with that, as uh, our good friend Scott Taylor uh, joins us from, is it sunny Florida? It's a gorgeous day today. Just beautiful. Um, oh. You are holding me up from going to the pool. We're just headed down. Oh, okay. Is it, so it's Speedo Day at the uh, Taylor household. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and a Speedo, that is <laughs> Somebody would be jailed for 
Oh boy, I tell you what, I don't, I don't even want to think about it myself. But I, no, I, I just, I kind of cringed at that uh, when you know, you know, kind of the old, <laughs> the old throw up in the mouth thing. Oh, uh, anyway, so uh, hockey stuff, man. You and D last night, Brad. You know, uh, Brad. Uh, Brad's over there. Brad's uh, Brad Anderson's the guy producing this thing. You're, you're Scott Taylor, by the way. It's been, a, been kind of a long morning already, my friend. But. 3-2 win last night for Denver. A very good team effort by Denver, UND. And I, and is it true to state this? Like last year, and I guess I do the comparison with the Winnipeg Jets. A lot of talent, but not a very good team. This year with the Winnipeg Jets, a lot of talent, but a good team. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. But again, and you just brought this up, the season isn't over in the second week of November. Right. There's, there's a lot of hockey left to play. I would love to think that the Jets are going to go 8-3-1 and one every 11-game cycle. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, yeah. Easily a first-place team and a bye and all the rest of it. But we all know that's not going to happen. I mean, everybody's smart enough to realize that. The Jets have a tough one tonight in Calgary. Then they go in for a tougher game than people think in Seattle. The, the Kraken at home are a pretty good team. So it's not like Winnipeg's going to be 10-3-1 after this weekend. And I, I think the same thing holds for any team in hockey. And, and North Dakota is one of those teams. Denver was the number one team in the country coming in, right? Yep. Number one. And, and North Dakota lost 3-2 in kind of a swamp part of their season. That's not the end of the world. Yep, and you've been around. You've, you've been around this game. You've been around this game long enough to know the the fan base does think it's the end of the world. But I, I of course, oh, hey, hey, uh, the Jets aren't filling the building despite the team they have because everybody lost belief last year. Right. Everybody yeah. fell into the trap, and 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 it was a season in which the the head coach resigned. It was a season in which the uh, interim coach didn't get the job done. It was a season in which the star players didn't play like star players. The goalie wasn't the best in the trophy goalie was the year before, and everybody just gave up. Well, that's silliness, too. Um, I won't go as far as to say that you don't have any right to, to complain. You have every right in the world to complain. But, again, take a breath. Not over. Um, they lost 3-2 to the number one team in the country, the best team in college hockey. That would suggest to me that you are on the right track. Yep. You are in the ballpark. You are ready to go. And one of the problems that, that you have at, at, in, in Grand Forks is that everybody expects UND to be a top three team every year. Mm-hmm. They expect them to be a Frozen Fork team every year. Um, again, we've talked about this a hundred times. There is another team in a different uni- uniform that wants to get in your way every night. <laughs> yep. And most of the teams, as, as we discussed on Thursday with, with Kevin Gorg, most of the teams in NCAA Division One are going to get in your way. And they're going to be fast, and they're going to be skilled, and they're going to be able to score, and they're going to have good goaltending. Um, I don't think a 3-2 loss is the end of the world. Hey, if you lose 7-1 at home, yeah, I think you probably have issues. Yeah, no doubt but, whatsoever. But a 3-2 home loss to the number one team in the country is far from the end of the world. And if anybody wants to see that interview with Kevin Gorg, uh, just search yeah. Game on Hockey with Travis Dunn and Scott Taylor that are on YouTube and uh, Kevin Gorg's interview will be there. And Kevin, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting what he did say. And I, I wanted to follow up with you on that as well. So with the growth of hockey and growth of the NHL, he actually stated, he thought at some point the National Hockey League would put a team in the Dakotas. Do you think that would be potentially hot? I mean, no, I don't think it'll happen because there's no one center with big enough numbers. Right. I agree. But I think what he was saying, and, and, and I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, he's crazy. It's not going to happen. 
what he was saying was, is this is hockey country. Yeah, true. I, I can see if you wanted to try, you'd probably be more successful in Sioux Falls or Grand Forks. Well, maybe Fargo. Sioux Falls or Fargo than you would be in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. I mean, Phoenix to me is like Atlanta. You've tried and you've tried and you've tried and you've tried and it hasn't worked. And now you're playing in a 5,000 seat college rink. Yeah. Well, if you can play in a 5,000-seat college rink and call that successful, which Gary Bettman has been going around the league saying, oh, everything's fine. If you can call that successful, then you can certainly play in the Ralph and fill a 12,000-seat building, which I think you probably would the night that the Minnesota Wiley-Winnipeg Jets came to town. Um, so I, I, I don't think what he was saying was, yeah, next year or five years from now, there's going to be a team in the Dakotas. So I think what he was saying was it's hockey country and – it's so popular in these parts that you could put a team here. Yeah. He didn't say they would put a team here. He said you could. And he's probably right. He's probably right that, that you could put an NHL team in, in, in your region and, and draw from Winnipeg, draw from northern Minnesota, draw from uh, now South Dakota, which is becoming a bigger hockey venue than ever, and, and from uh, western Minnesota. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hockey country. You could put a team there. <laughs> Yep, and UND, uh, by the way, this is a voice of Scott Taylor, my broadcast partner on Thursdays on Game On and the Mighty 790 KFJ. Please tune in every Thursday at 530. Uh, we appreciate you uh, doing so, and I uh, hope that is a destination for you each week. Um, you know, you do look at the professional, I mean, the hockey in North and South Dakota. Let's talk about things that, well, 20 years ago we thought wouldn't happen. The Rapid City Rush of the uh, what, this, uh, East Coast League is playing in, in Rapid City, South Dakota. The USHL has a Sioux Falls Stampede that plays. Brad, what is their rink? Brad Anderson's with us today, and he he calls the Fargo Force game, Scott. Uh, is it a 10,000-seat venue? Yeah, it's at the Sanford Premier Center in Sioux Falls. Yeah. Okay, and that's a 10,000-seat venue? Yeah, they they draw, I think, of usually about five to 6,000 a game. Okay. I can look it up. Well, and that's pretty good. Even to that point, the fact that they're drawing they always lead the league in attendance because they have the biggest venue. The biggest venue, yeah, absolutely. And and so you you know the non-traditional sixty-four sixty-four nineteen there last night. That's not bad, Scott, for a a, a Sioux Falls. That's more than the Arizona Coyotes are drawing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And 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 when people go, ah, they never put a team there. Well, no, they probably wouldn't because you wouldn't have a Sioux Falls team in the National Hockey League. But the reality of it is it is a better hockey market than Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, no doubt. And, 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 and it's probably a better hockey market than Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah. The announced, Florida Panthers yeah. are real well. They've got a nice team. Um, if you don't like the Florida Panthers, you don't like hockey. And what they're saying in Florida most nights is, well, we really don't like hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the voice of Scott Taylor getting suntan lotion on right now, getting ready to head to a pool in sunny Florida. And, uh, yeah, so it's what, uh, now we're talking Celsius here. This is minus, uh, what, minus 10 Celsius here right now, Brad, probably in about 5 or 10 above Fahrenheit here. So on a cloudy day, a little bit of snow falling down. It's hockey season here. How does, how do you, when you're in that market and you're a hockey guy, do you get excited for hockey when it's warm outside? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, my son-in-law, I made him take me to their local bar, Kitties, who went out of their way to put the uh, um, Jets-Dallas game up on the tube on Tuesday night. And um, I think if I can hang on till 10 o'clock tonight, I will find it on TV someplace. you got to remember, too, that, that anymore it doesn't matter. I've been coming down here to Tampa games for 25, 27, 28 years. 
Um, I was through when they were in the in in what is now the ballpark, the the trop. I was through when they were out at the um, uh, state fairgrounds, and they and they played in a place that, man, they, they had trouble making ice. Um, but they've grown that franchise into one where it used to be my daughter could get her friends and go to a, a like an Islanders game for nine bucks. And when I say nine bucks, it's not nine bucks a ticket. It's nine kids could get in for nine bucks because <laughs> you could get a third deck seat for 99 cents on StubHub. But that's all changed now. Now, now the, the building is full. They're, they're NHL champions. They've won a couple of cups in the last few years. It's a tremendous franchise. They have Kucherov and Stamkos and um, Vasilevsky, the, Hedman. They're just a tremendous team. And, and the people in Tampa have taken the hockey. It can work. Nashville, they've taken the hockey. Carolina. Boy, when I went down to their first run at the, at, at the Stanley Cup 20-odd years ago, that building was not full until the playoffs. And now it's full all the time. Right. So it does work in these markets. And it's, it's an indoor sport. You don't, you don't think about it as, as we're going to play hockey outside. No, True. we're not. It's not, just not going to happen. Um, but people have taken to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They love the franchise. And what I love about Tampa is that they've got this big movie screen that they put out on the, on the concourse outside. And you'll not only get 18,000 people inside, but you'll get 3,000 people outside in the concourse in lawn chairs watching the game on a gigantic theater screen, um, having beers and food off food trucks. So it's, it's it, yeah, it, it, it's a big sport in Tampa, not in Fort Lauderdale necessarily, but certainly in Tampa. And um, it's a big sport in other southern cities, Nashville and, and Raleigh. You know, it's interesting how people travel to those games as well, especially in Tampa. Scott, I was there a number of years ago. Well, what year did they win the first Stanley Cup for Tampa? It was game seven. I was in, in Tampa That's for 20, a meeting. 2022? Yeah, no, 2022. This is 2022. Right, no, it's 20. Story. Yeah, that's that's fine. Anyway, but we I was there. Uh, I could have got tickets, uh, but they were five hundred bucks. And Andy Van Helleman was the, who's then the head of NHL referees. Was said I could get you a ticket. I, I met Andy because he's a Winnipeg guy, right? But I was yes, sitting yes. here looking at people pull up in their boats, parking them with the Tampa Bay Lightning flag, docking, and these aren't little boats. These are twenty two, twenty six, thirty, thirty five foot yachts. They'd park the boat and walk to the rink. Now that's the way to go to a hockey game. It is absolutely the way to go to a hockey game. <laughs> when you walk out, there's no there's no auto start needed. Maybe to turn the air conditioning on, maybe, but that's about it. No, it's it's a tremendous place to go to a hockey game. Yeah. If you haven't been and you love the NHL and the Wilder down there playing and you follow the Wilder, the Jets follow the Jets, <laughs> go to a game in Tampa, you'll absolutely love it. Um I, I, I gotta tell you, when the when the Phoenix Coyotes or Arizona Coyotes, whatever they were that week. Um, played in Glendale. Glendale was a good place to go to a hockey game. It was a long drive from Scottsdale, if that's where you were staying, right. but it was still a nice place to go to a hockey game. And there's nothing wrong with that rink in Fort Lauderdale. There's lots of parking. There's a big mall across the street. Um, it, it's a pretty nice rink, but the locals just just haven't really taken the, to the NHL the way the locals in Tampa have. Yeah, it's something. But again, the growth, the growth of the game. Well, uh, you talk about the Seattle Kraken. Last night, yep. uh, uh, lost one nothing. Boy, oh boy, this Mark Andre Fleury guy is not a bad goaltender compared to the one that started the season. Again, let's go back <laughs> to our original discussion. Take a breath. No, fans don't take breaths. Figure it out. <laughs> panic in January. Yeah. Don't panic in 
No, absolutely not. But, uh, you know, a big win for the Wild last night. Uh, the Jets, of course, playing Calgary and then, of course, head down to Seattle. Uh, Hennessy on hockey on Wednesday. This past Wednesday was Dave Haxtall as the guest. And so he played it between intermissions last night at the UND game. And, uh, you know, he had the chance. It's funny. You know, he knows him really well, but he calls him. He said, you know, well, you got to go through marketing to get me. These marketing departments, you know, these, it's it's way too much. To, too many layers to get to these guys. This is He's just a coach in the National Hockey League, isn't he? That's why I love Zach Whitecloud so much. Yeah. Good we point. just phoned Zach. <laughs> yeah, and we had him on our show last year. Of course, the young defenseman. We had him, we had him on, yeah. he's, he's the easiest guy to get a hold of. Yep. Yeah, self, Zach I have White a... Zach yeah. best interview and easy to get a hold of, but he used to say go through marketing, and now it's like... What are they going to do, cut me? <laughs> exactly. And last night I had a chance to meet Monique Lamroux, first time, Pierre Lamroux's daughter. Had a good conversation, and she said she would be happy to join us someday when we do one of our focuses. I think we should get a Leah Hextall on. I think we should get a Monique Lamroux, get the perspective of the women in the game. I think we should get Noel Needham. I think we should get Sir Shereen Starman back. Yep. Uh, Chris Campbell we should get back. we got lost now. we got a pretty good list um, of, of female hockey people, and those discussions are always so good. Um, uh because those women are so bright and understand it so much. They're really, really great to have on the show. Um, love them every time. Hockey is not a men's game anymore. Hockey is hockey for all. And, um, yeah, we, we need more of it. You know, absolutely. And, you know, one, one thing I was talking to her last night, this is the first time I had a chance to talk to her in person, you know, after following all those years and, and her success. Uh, it, she knows Noelle Needham. She went to Shattuck St. Mary's, so she knows all the people at Pilot Mountain Hockey Academy. And, and there's a one degree of separation in this hockey world, isn't it? Well, certainly in the upper Midwest, there's no question about it. Um, how many times did Warroad, and we talked to Izzy Marvin about this, uh, represent Manitoba yeah. um, in the Allen Cup in Canada, which is our national uh, senior championship? Warroad's been there a number of years. Um, we have a whole family that played for Manitoba, the National Aboriginal Hockey Championships in Canada, who went to Warroad, the Gardens. And, of course, um, Damon Gardner, who went to Warroad High School for a year, um, was just drafted in the National Hockey League last year. So um, the relationship between North Dakota and, and northern Minnesota and Manitoba and Saskatchewan is real. Ontario, too, because, of course, you've got the, um, the Superior International Junior Hockey League, which has uh, a team right. in, in uh, Wisconsin. So, uh, yeah, it, it, we're all kind of interlocked somehow. And at some point in time, we're all going to get to all your games and there'll be Manitobans playing in, in the USHL and certainly – Lots of Minnesotans and North Dakotans are playing right now in the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. So, yeah, it's, it's one big happy family. Darn right it is. Hey, well, go up, put the sunscreen on, put lots on. We wouldn't want to see you get all red and, and stuff and, and see the Speedo mark of suntanning. So, we, uh, you know, get out there, enjoy your day in Florida. The word <laughs> exactly. Well, enjoy the family, enjoy your trip home, and uh, we'll talk next Thursday on the talk Mighty 790. Game on hockey. Game on hockey. Absolutely. That's Scott Taylor. Thanks for joining us, Scott. Thanks, Travis. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Well, this has uh, been another edition from the Nillis Law Firm Studio of, of uh, Around the Rink on 740 The Fan. We, we do appreciate our guests. We appreciate Brad Anderson playing a little tired today, but we appreciate Brad being on board. Josh Isertel, the coaches of the women's and men's team at Concordia, and, of course, Scott Taylor. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Safe travels. Stay warm out there, and uh, we'll do this again next Saturday. But make sure to join us next Thursday on 790 KFJO for Game On with Scott Taylor and Travis Dunn. Have a great rest of your Saturday. Keeping you company while you're eating lunch in your car. Don't ever go up to the drive.
through, okay? Always walk up to the counter. The Jack Michael.